Also, does y'all's book, I mean, I imagine we all got the same Kindle version. The picture on the cover is two little cats swirled up in a little a little ball together. Are they yeah. cats? I thought they were wolves. No, I'm no, pretty they're sure cats. they're cats. Oh, all right. I believe you. I'm looking, but I don't but think I you do. You. That didn't, I don't think you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at it and it sure looks like two two dogs to me. Do- oh no ma'am no ma'am hold on i'm pulling this up are they cats they what if they cats. had two versions with two different type right. of animal rachel and i stop our family friendship because of the feud over the cover of this book i guess these are cats i guess these are cats i they just are they were dogs 100 percent kitty cat which was my point is like it's all been wolf 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 wolves are so great wolf 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 and now it's like cats well we didn't even read yeah, cats, like cats yeah yeah i was like what is this? i'm gonna read that next in my own time Well, welcome to Buckheap Radio. We are coming to you once more from inside the walls. This is episode 63, The Inheritance and Homecoming Short Stories. I'm Rachel. I'm Alyssa. I'm Jenny. I'm Eli. I'm Ashley, and I'm just going to put it out there. I'm a new reader. (laughs) We're all new readers. Yeah. We're all new readers. (laughs) I bought this book years ago. Rachel's read this before, hasn't she? No. Oh, I thought you had. How'd you even know about it? Because I Google. Because <laughs> I prep. I so much prep. These are absolutely cats. I don't know what you're talking about, Rachel. Thank you. Another vote for cats. Should we let Elena actually yes. introduce herself? Yeah. And I'm Elena. Uh, Joey wants you to know that he's not here because there is no audio version of the short story. <laughs> uh, and he's too busy to actually spend time reading. He can only audio listen. So that's why he's not here. But also, he wouldn't know what the hell's going on anyway because he doesn't read the boat books. So it, Oh, it yeah. He'd be pretty confused. Him. Yeah. <laughs> well, not He'd be like, why am I here? Who are these people? Why is the ground all muddy? Um... <laughs> We have uh, a lot of mail because we've been on break for a month, so bear with me. First mail is from Jenny, who wanted us to know, other Jenny, (laughs) (laughs) Um, who who actually wrote us before we were technically done, but such is the way of time dilation that we didn't get this email in time uh, for that last episode to go up from from Fool's Fate. but they say, keep up the good work, and thanks for all of your time and effort on the podcast, and for feeling like I'm listening to actual friends when I'm stuck at home. I keep saying, coming up to the cat, but no one gets it. <laughs> Hi, friend. Um, we also got an email from Kath, who says, thank you so much for making a wonderful podcast. 
I find it really refreshing that queer readings are discussed extensively on the podcast. In the wild, I've been met with resistance for even suggesting that the wit has something in common with homosexuality, like it's magic or the magic that causes some, it's a, I'm sorry, I can read. Uh, it's just magic, the kind of magic that causes immense family rifts that you can be asked to repress indefinitely be, by your father figure. It's just magic. There's no subtext. Um, <laughs> but it is really nice to have a space to explore queer readings in a nuanced way. Thanks. I think, I don't think that there's any way we wouldn't read it that way, but thank you for appreciating that. I think there are people that do. There are yeah. people that do. Um, we don't acknowledge them. Yeah. So thanks that thanks for that. Also, PPS Jack is totally a lesbian, and we agree. Yes. Solid <laughs> front. Okay. <laughs> we also got a rather cryptic email from Raphael that says, "Guys, oh guys, oh god, you guys," and then it's just a picture that says, "What does Molly mean?" And it says, "Molly means <laughs> beloved." Oh, no. So Molly is beloved, and Kepit is Middle English for beloved, and the fool also is beloved. So we think that there may be a pattern to how Robin Hobb has been naming all of her main characters. I just <laughs> aged five years. <laughs> I disagree, but I guess sort of if we talk spoilers. Well, it's it's just a, it's like oh, let me just look up all the various names that have to do with this word that I really like, and then I'll just sprinkle <laughs> it throughout my narrative, and then no one can argue with me. Just urgently <laughs> flipping through her baby name book. <laughs> <laughs> that that are yet the, uh, it's the not even the, the baby name book; it's just a dictionary. Or it, it's the things. reverse um, the reverse name generator where you type in the meaning and it generates all of the names that are related to that. Yeah. Uh, we got some other emails that are spoilers, so I won't talk about them now, but we did get a follow-up from Gareth, who, uh, wanted us to know that they think that the, the name, or the name, the voice in the Skill River that, you know, we hear sometimes might be Kettle. So that's interesting. I'd never thought oh, of that, that is... before. Oh, I like that. I'm here for um, it. Because it's a bit sassy. It's sassy, but it's loving. It's, like, still kind and, like, nurturing. Uh-huh. If only it was, like, why are you not still playing the Stones game? He's like, bitch, I made that a thing, okay? Everybody in the fucking duchies is playing that shit. <laughs> yes, the quote from the email is, Fitz's goddess savior star in the pillars is Kettle, the Kettle side of Verity as dragon. Kettle put a lot of memories and experience into Verity's dragon, more than Verity would have been able to provide. So I think that Fitz hears her voice or Verity as dragon is speaking with Kettle's voice when he's being stupid with the skill. Because Kettle was one of take. the skill teachers that actually managed to get through to Verity, maybe, and to and to obviously to Fitz. So the That's only thing theory, that leads like me it. to feel like this theory couldn't be true is that if it was real, you wouldn't have read it. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I like it a lot because, one, Kettle's super, super strong. And, yeah. two, she has a connection with Fitz. So I, like, I feel like those are the two things that matter with the skill. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then uh, this was the email that signed off. Love the podcast and what you each bring to it. Don't be mean to Eli. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try. 
No promises. And then last but not least, thank you to Sweet Melissa for giving us five-star review on Apple's titled They Got the Skill. Aww. <laughs> Which was really cute. Uh, with a specific shout out to the fact that we all sometimes sing Tintaglia, Tintaglia. <laughs> I think it's amazing that I played that audio book portion one time and everyone has it memorized. <laughs> tintaglia, Tintaglia. Yeah, so it's an that. easy melody. So that is it. We are now in officially uh, a, new, a new place. We're reading some a couple short stories. Uh, these were both going to, uh, well, they were both published separately, but in the collection that we're reading, uh, it's called Inheritance, uh, The Inheritance and Other Short Stories, I believe. Um, I'm sorry, From The Inheritance and Other Stories. Uh, and it's just a collection of short stories that were published under Robin Hobb and Megan Lindholm in 2011. So Homecoming is the first one that we're going to talk about because that was in the book first, even though it was published technically after Inheritance. Um, and Homecoming tells the story of Carillion Carrick, a noble woman and artist from Jumelia, and how she was integral to the founding and survival of what becomes the Rainwild settlements like Trahog. She starts off as a spoiled and naive woman of means, is stranded with her family on the cursed shores in a failed expedition for traitors of the crown, traitors of the satrap, um, after her child is stillborn, question mark, and her husband seemingly abandons her, she uses her artist's ingenuity to begin designing hanging dwellings in the swamp. She also begins to shed classism in favor of a new social order and the shared desire to survive the weird effects of the buried elderling cities. Uh, and she grows a big red spinal growth uh, that made me all her <laughs> as well. Whatever her sailor boyfriend thinks is hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it functions the same way um, Maltz's did, you know, she thinks it's hot too. <laughs> I like just like oh. cringed my back. Like I just <laughs> like raised my shoulders. And was like, <laughs> First of all, Karelian Karak is the most sci-fi name I've heard in a long time. True that. It sounds like a vulture's name. Oh, or like, like, uh, what are the big bird people from, from... The, oh god <laughs> the dark crystal the dark crystal thank Skeksis. you i'm catching up with my brain like a like a skexies name karelian skexies isn't karak um <laughs> veronica vestrit's maiden name Is oh i didn't it? look that up and i should have i don't retain That's... that much information i'll be honest i was i was looking for names that i recognized and i didn't see any really yes same like nothing nothing flagged so if there were any repeated mentions it was um buried so veronica vestrid is descended from the one woman who single-handedly created everything in big town <laughs> <laughs> i guess so well not everything in big town but... everything somewhere upriver of Bingtown. Which I guess is sort of responsible for Bingtown, too, so. 
Well, yeah, it I mean, was it wasn't Bingtown like all the people that were like, we're not staying in this fucking swamp. We're gonna we're gonna walk back down to where it's yeah. semi. Well, that's what I was thinking because like there's that group of people who are like, we're not staying here. It sucks. We're gonna keep going. And I'm like, wait, so like the failed settlement in settlements in the in the woods that like gave birth to Bingtown was only like a month long. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even try. The wiki is not telling me that her maiden name is anything so why not i'm going with canon good well hey you know at least one of us is reading closely (laughs) in my brain somebody has to have a kindle that they can just do a a quick word search for carrick um while while we're recording and then let us know later in the episode um i'm on it so what do we think about what what did you think of carillion uh at, at first and also, we should note I... that this is uh, this short story in particular is given to us in the form of various journal entries. So we're getting it directly from Carillion's brain. I mean, she starts off I the one percent, and then she first. becomes likable. <laughs> so it's, I mean, <laughs> quite. She the, wasn't the one percent for too long, though. No. Well, she was complaining that she was no longer the one percent for a little while longer. Yes. I mean, I. That's one of the things I like about Hobbes writing is that, you know, she can take a character that just seems completely unlikable and then sort of peel back all of their layers and reveal all the different things that got them to that point and make them much more likable. Do you think for someone like Hobbes, who we know has considerable, like, survival skills just from her upbringing... Do you you think that she has, like, a disdain for for people who are, like... (laughs) like me who can't camp useless and thinks like if you could just learn to camp you would be a better person (laughs) i don't know is she still on that roof (laughs) i forgot about that i've never stopped thinking about it she's still there (laughs) i don't know rachel you've got like an incredibly tenacious spirit i feel like you would have you, you ever get, seen you would Rachel be like, like outdoors though? <laughs> no, but I feel like <laughs> she do you remember she would be a Karelian carrot, really right? She would like... be fine. She would adapt. Would she eat a lizard? Raw. Uh, after a month? Raw, after raw two lizard, months? Yes. After two months with barely any food, maybe. Here's my thing with the lizard. I I feel like would I eat the lizard? Yes. Would I eat it alive and crunch down on its bones in my mouth? No. no, probably not. Well, I, I feel like I'd really steer small. that bad boy in roasty toasty him a little bit. Yeah, that was, <laughs> Did they that not was have a dragon coming through. I thought. At that time? Yes, I don't think they were quite there yet. Elena, say what you said again. Yeah, I, oh, I, I felt like that was some dragon energy coming through. Yeah. Like that they were all being, or that not necessarily all of them, but that that was some of the influence coming in, and that's why it was like so savage and so shocking, and that it. That she wasn't doing the civilized human thing of like, well, I'm going to catch that lizard because I'm starving and then put it over the fire. No, she hunted. That like is, a queen. Yeah. 
I feel that. Yeah. I felt like she was, I thought that she is, was so worried that other people would try to take it from her that she was just like, I got to snarf it while I can. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm going to hope that it is your theory that it was her dragon-like instincts. <laughs> I agree because the way she was describing that like one second moment was like how a cat sees when it's hunting. And she was like describing like the flash of color on its throat and like the way it was breathing. And it's like, I wouldn't even pay attention it's to that. less disturbing if it's dragon influence because then it's a little bit like fitz just like randomly eating all the raw meat because he's in his wolf brain <laughs> yeah. and you're like it's fine he's a wolf it's it's not weird at all <laughs> as long as i've been reading hob it amazes me that i didn't think of that at all that and it was dragon influenced yeah no it makes sense it makes sense yeah, I think because she she took such pleasure in it, and the fact that she also calls out to the fact that she doesn't really know what comes over her when she does it, it made me feel like you're being influenced by something. And I actually kind of thought she's going to find, you know, a dragon cocoon. Like the... I kept waiting for them to right. find yeah, the like rooster chamber. I was like, are they gonna find? It? Are these are the coopers? Gonna... No, do they become not the finding it? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think that's what propelled me through that story, even, was like, are they going to find that chamber in the city? No, they just found a harlot queen. The harlot queen. I was totally invested by the time they got into the old city. I know, I really liked it, because at least, like, I liked her progression, and then I, I felt... More than the next story, I felt this one had more purpose because it was explaining the origins of this place, and I was interested in that. Mm. Yeah, what, what, I, ha- I hate to say it, but like once once her daughter died, I actually like like started to like her because that was where <laughs> she stopped being quite so precious, and motherhood is just this intolerable burden, and I can't. You know, with these fucking yeah, she children. Was like, I actually miss my daughter. And Damn. Yeah, that that was when I was finally like, okay, like you you are a person. Well, right, and that's also like kind of around the same time in the narrative when she lost the nurse and had to like be a mother, right? Because for the yes. up until that point, especially when she was on the boat, her children were just an like they were part of her occupation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the nanny ran off with a sailor. Everybody's running off with sailors in these books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then she got her own yeah. sailor, so it was fine. Who's the home My now? She was like, her... Doesn't she know that she's husband... indentured to us for three and a half more years? <laughs> I'm like, oh, she's running. <laughs> I like the woman's like, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, sure. Sure I am. Yeah, laws she do not apply here. brows at me. <laughs> My favorite part is I, when I don't... she goes through the trouble of listing all the belongings that were confiscated because she thinks she's going to somehow be able to get them back. But the fact, like her dress, it's like she, it's like they were labeled. She's like, and this one was Chanel. And this one. (laughs) It was runway, not off the rack. It was not off the rack. These were custom pieces. Seven ingots of copper, very good quality. Three ingots (laughs) of silver, okay quality. quality. Well, Did you have to say that her husband is like up there with Kyle for me? I'm oh yeah, like, he no, was. That, I was saying the exact same thing. Piece of it's... Shit. <laughs> I want to know what is what his he name. Did. Jared. Jothan. Jar. Jathan. 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 Sad. Jonathan. He's, I mean, he, what kind of name is, is that? First off. 
<laughs> he is. That's better than Kyle. He is right up there with Kyle. He is a Kyle for sure. Really? What do you think he's like the prototype of Kyle? What do you think he did besides get poor? Like, was it a bad business venture, or did he literally try to like rebel? They had to have done. I feel like they did something directly against the satrap. Like, like yeah. It couldn't have just been some casual thing. It just wasn't. It was only and a few nobles and then like a lot of criminals. Yeah, he was in cahoots yeah. with other people, so they were plotting something. But I just think well, I it's think a weird reward to be just... like, oh, you tried to make your own government or not pay taxes or whatever you did to rebel against the satrap. And in, as a reward, I will give you your own place to rule over. I mean... Well, I think they knew it was going to be yeah. shitty, and they were like, well, let's go send... That's why I was like, they were sending all the prisoners, too. They were like, we want to go explore this place, but we don't want to do it, so we're going to send these useless, like, people that don't matter to us, yeah. and if they die, they it's die. It's like giving somebody but... a deed to the Sahara Desert. Like, have fun. <laughs> we're dropping you <laughs> right. in the middle with no supplies. Like, we're literally dropping you in the cursed shores. Like, have fun. Enjoy. Yeah. Your babies but are they... going to be born monsters. Cool. But also, say, since the rest of them were, were pretty much criminals and, and commoners, like, they would have had no loyalty to the satrapy, whereas, like, the nobles might have actually upheld the 50% um, bargain, in ex- you know, of, of all goods or whatever in right. exchange for the vague hope that they might someday get to come home or that their entire family wouldn't be ruined, you know, or by Or maybe, like, or the satrap has also, well, we, well, we don't know Asclepius, but we know that the satraps have generally been very naive people. And they may think, you will give me a 50% tax. That's definitely going to work out. And it kind of does for a very long time. It does. And I'm impressed by that, really. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it's speaking kind of, of amazing. The, uh, speaking of the Satrap, I love that, like, in the title or, like, each journal entry in the header, it starts off with, like, the most wonderful, I love you, greatest Satrap in all of the land, the most glorious Satrap. And then she's like, an abrupt halt. She's like, fuck that Satrap. I'm not mentioning him ever again. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, the these satrap dates mean here. nothing to me. I'm just going to call it the city. Day one of my new life. My scaly life. My so-called scaly life. Day one of fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I do get it, though, because, like, half the people, or maybe more than half the people, said, fuck these swamps, and they went and started Bingtown. And so they're like, you told us we could have so many lepers of land, 200 or whatever, and this is our land. And they were prosperous because they were next to the Rainwild people. But it's like, what did the Rainwild people get? They got, like, one leper of land, three... Right, but they also got a magical city that but they, they got like for they got like generations. Yes, yeah, but like the people in the rainwilds are like, why do we fucking care? There's an acid river between us and you. You're never going to come here. Like that's true. they're fine. They would, yeah, they're not tax. They're not paying taxes to the satrap, but they are taxing the people in Bingtown for their stuff. They're like, oh, you want this magic wood? Cool. Well, you owe us four generations of wealth. Or your children. Yeah. yeah or, or, or your children. Your children. <laughs> we just want your humans so that we can have slightly less dragony. Babies. It is yeah, weird. It's sense. kind of like, okay, so if dragons, you know how this goes back to like Game of Thrones podcasting, Jenny, where we were, you know, the dragons <laughs> represent like nuclear weapons. And right. in Hob, the, they kind of still represent nuclear weapons. They're just the nuclear fallout from the nuclear <laughs> weapons. <laughs> 
So you're saying that they're like the like Dragonland Chernobyl, where they're just like the people who live there. Kind of. So why don't you move away? Yeah. It like has. I mean, okay. So like maybe one out of every ten person born gets to live for four hundred years, but the rest of them die at thirty with like horrible like malformations. Like true, but they get to live in the trees. Well, no, that's pretty cool. (laughs) <laughs> Nobody lives to 400 until the dragons are alive. So they are all just That's fucked true. until the dragons are actually... So for four generations, they're like, you know what? 45 years old is cool. 45 years old with a tail is fine. I would love to be rich and live for 10 years longer than I am now. Just be, just to, be rich. Just be a, you want to be rich and live until I'm you're just, 45? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, but like, be obscene. I want to be Elon Musk for five years. Guys, we can't be mean to Eli. We'll get scolded. Okay, but like, what what are what are the Rainwilders buy with all of their wealth? You know, that's like, what I'm sitting here fucking, thinking. Like, what is the they upside? have a fucking tree city and like. They're treated they like lepers. They live they in this tree city. Yeah. It's not like they can go around and travel and do cool well, shit. Yeah, it's not, it's not like they're taking fabulous vacations they... to Jamalia to drop all that coin. I mean, it like, seems kind of like think... stubborn. It just seems like they're like, well, no, well, it's, like it's we're kind just, of like the place. spice, really. It's like they've become kind of addicted and like interwoven with the magic, mm-hmm. with the skill. It's almost like it's almost like they can't move away from the city because it becomes such a part of them that they. That they couldn't function without it, without its songs, without its art, without what it teaches them. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know if she's getting all of her information on how to farm and, like, what the palms do just because that's what, like, the talking Harry Potter art thing told her to do. (laughs) Or if it's because she's, like, eating these lizards who remember what it's like to be dragons because they ate i don't you know it's probably all the above honestly it's probably a little bit of everything because even she's like not a fan of the city like she doesn't want to go in there doesn't want her kids to go in there but like she's still after going through it she's like we will live here it will be fine because she tapped into her (laughs) artist okay and then she really understood I mean, well, it's not just any artist. She was an artist who made cantilever hanging objects. <laughs> She's very uniquely suited for that life. Yeah. I, <laughs> I like that she was just like, hmm, I had a dream that said we should live here. So I'm just going to sketch up these like cool hanging houses and then be like, hey, everybody, this is what we should do. And everybody's like, nah. She's like, I'm just going to do it anyway. And then it's like, oh, this actually works. I thought it was very gracious that they eventually, it sounded like they were letting everybody up there. And I'm like, nah, I wouldn't have let them lazy ass bitches up in my shit. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I like that she would just spent like a whole like journal entry being like these stupid, lazy, useless people that don't do anything, but still eat all our food. I'm like, I don't know. My my island's going to be a little more cutthroat. So (laughs) I, I feel like to some extent, they were somewhat compelled to be the way they were. I I mean, some people are lazy, some people are not, but some and some people are greedy and some people are not. But like the people they came into contact with, who were like, they're about to die and they're still guarding their treasure. And there was a moment where they were like, "Yeah, we are going to die," and they're like, "Yeah, we know. This is stupid." I, th- I think that 
I think that I think that the the way they described it was like you're disgusting, like you're being like ridiculous and idiotic, and they're like, yeah, we kind of know, we kind of know that. I feel like they were somewhat compelled. Well, I think it's like because you know, like Opie or whatever his name was, you know, it's like if you get like I don't, I guess, compelled or like you drown, you drown in the, in the memories, in the memories of, yeah. of the of the people of that city, then like that stuff is your stuff and you're just like in that world. Although I was thinking about the, the lazy useless people who weren't helping. Like are they, were they like less susceptible to the skill like stuff or coming more. magic coming from the city? Well, like I was just thinking like, cause she was like, I have to build, I have to like survive here and I have to become part of the but nature. She... she kind of got that from that whereas they didn't But then she also was one of the people that was becoming more dragon like. Yeah. I mean They all got very dragony very quickly. Very quickly. They did. Yeah, I mean that's They were it was a whole city full of Seldons. Yeah. <laughs> well especially uh what's his name? Carlman I just call him Carl. Do we think that it's because they were probably more closely related to the people from, from that had lived in the city? Because if, if those that had chosen to leave, like most, we do find out later that they had chosen to stay uh, and that, that the reason that you see all the ghosts and everything is because they wanted something of themselves to live on. So that's like part of the art. But some people would have had to have left and they probably would have gone to a place like Jamalia before they went north to like the six duchies. Maybe. So maybe these people have stronger like ties yeah. ties to the people that lived here because it seems like Opie like he like, became what's, someone else. How long ago did that happen that Jamelia like wouldn't have a record of those people going yeah, there, like... but then they sent these people back to this it's desolate thousands land. and thousands of years. I, was say, I feel like it would just be everybody because it would be anybody that escaped from there and went to Jamelia. There wouldn't have been like other Jamelians. And there's no history yeah, yeah. of that? Like, there's no, I don't know. Well, I mean, I know, the, you know, because even the dragons forgot. I mean, we're still talking, like, at this point, yeah. there are serpents in the in the plenty just fucking lost. Their historical and... records blow. <laughs> well, yeah, anything that happened, like, before the, the you know, Robin Hobb's Doom of Valyria. Uh, right. Like, it's just sort of But they had some, because they said, oh, we have a map, and it says that the river goes this way, and that there is a suitable farmland here, and, like, none of that was there. So they clearly had maps that had been brought out before Well, I mean, so does, like, the Mountain Kingdom. It's like, there are things that still exist, they just don't, I don't think they have the full context for it, so they kind of don't. Yeah, I mean, I would assume that in in the fallout from whatever happened, there was a lot of war because there was so little resources for everyone to share, so that, you know, maybe that was a reason that they lost a lot of records. Perhaps. And and these were specifically referred to as, like, the priests said, so probably the way, like, we have a lot of Western literature that was only preserved in, like, you know, one or two random monasteries um, that just got lost to time. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it was something Right, and then also because they come from a really classist society where people, certain people do certain things, and, like, clearly... What I found interesting was that art was considered something suitable for a lady to do. 
that it wasn't yeah it wasn't like beyond her mind or I don't maybe maybe because they lowered the value of art in that society I don't know but it seems like maybe then like the monastery the priests of Sa who we know from Selden are who study you know they they're they're scholars like that must be true. their librarians are these priests of Sa well, you know, there, there, I think there is um, there is precedent in um, in parts of Western culture for like female artists, and um, I mean, maybe not like high society, but you know, like that weird middle rung where it's like like the scholars and the artists and the you know the good enough but not like merchant sort of rank. Um, and it seemed like that was maybe more where her family w was located. Like not like she married up when she married Jathan, um, but it wasn't like. Well, he obviously didn't value art, right? And so that was right. just like, oh, that's like, just oh, my, my silly that wife's hobby you do. silly I'm hobby. I'm glad you amused yourself while I was gone. Yeah, right. Which and is like, like you know when you. women like painted watercolors or did embroidery or like that kind of like the women's art. The arts and crafts yeah. kind of but she didn't do that like her stuff wasn't yeah she was the... doing like sculpture for the satra she was doing like installation art yeah yeah <laughs> which is cool which i wouldn't have even thought of for this i don't think like, that he story. could have thought anything that didn't come out of his own mind was interesting unless it was his son discovering a magical city in which case he took full credit <laughs> No, he didn't even care He's about his son's discovery. He was just like excited about Treasure. taking credit. Yeah, he was. He didn't. He didn't care about. I don't think he cares about anybody but himself. Now, did he go off to Bingtown? Did he like? Yes. Help settle Bing Bingtown. Is that why? Like, they're the worst. <laughs> well, no, because I guess Kyle came from from uh, Chelsea. What's Chelsea. it called, Chelsea? Yeah. So, so where where let's talk about the city actually before we kind of wrap up our talk about homecoming. The what do you think about the city? The fact that they built down, the fact that they knew that it was going to be destroyed, that this was like Pompeii, but it was Pompeii for a hundred years and no one ever left. <laughs> feels like they were intoxicated by their own magic and the dragons and were just like, cool, we're just going to party here until we die. It feels like yeah. it was Pompeii, but they were on the Enterprise and they got some options. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, the holodeck is fine. It still works. I'm not going anywhere. Um, what, it, what it kind of reminded me of um, was one of the Naomi Novik books. Um up uprooted i think where like the the wood itself was kind of magical and cast an enchantment on everybody who lived in in that haunted valley and so it, it was just like part of the part of life there was being so seduced by it that you never wanted to leave even though like you you it had a very high chance of comes dying. alive and comes and eats you yeah yes exactly I mean, that's true i wonder what the dragons had to say about all of this i you know because it's like, hey, your sacred, you know, birthing grounds or whatever are going to be destroyed and we are going to be destroyed with it and we won't be here to help you and you need our help. Do you want to plan? I feel like, like the no. dragons were too arrogant to consider these possibilities. Right. I feel like the dragons yeah, died <laughs> way before this city. Like the city's underground and they're just like doing their own thing. And the dragons were like, we'll just go about our lives. 
and we will continue to eat things and then there was no nothing to kill and they died well because we get the impression that like something sudden happened and that's why all of those cocoons were like dragged into the rooster crown chamber uh-huh. but like they were that they were they were really like eh let's just make our cocoons but that volcano over there is smoking it's fine <laughs> make your cocoon <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they have, they just, they have to, like, they have to make their cocoons. Like, there's there's no, like, choice in that as a serpent. I guess so, but you think that they'd look for another place, is all I'm saying. Like, look or for another place. They have to do, do kind of like a time clock, too... though. Like, yeah. They're like I mean, do you remember like, not this what beach. we know from the serpents? They just go where they think they're supposed to go, and then they get there, and they're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm just... I'm just well. I guess the dragons the, that were helping the them serpent. make those cocoons. That's all I do. Follow she the, who remembers. Well, the dragons, the serpents the dragons that we met that in, in those them. books, though, were like they were they were not where they should have been. They'd been they they'd, they had lost a whole lot. I know, but like you don't think that I don't I don't think that serpents would have come up the river and been. And like, let's find a new let's place. Let's find a new place. Do you place. think they can? We yeah, got, like, do you we... think they're even equipped to go to no, another place? No, I don't think so somewhere. at all. I think the thing that would have had to have happened is that the dragons that were still alive and helping them make those cocoons would have had to make that decision and instill, like, different memories. What if they weren't there? It's like a it's like a game of, of like, a terrible game of telephone. It's like, this is a bad place. We can't do this anymore. Do you think that, no, like, on the stands. other side of the planet, there's some dragons that, like, are doing great? <laughs> southern hemisphere dragons. Yeah, like, southern hemisphere. Yeah, like, eastern hemisphere or whatever hemisphere we're not in. It's hard to tell. That, that's where Pern is located. <laughs> yes. There's a whole society of elderlings that ride around on the backs of them and... I mean, ash from a volcano can only go so far. Oh, no. Around the whole planet Tell sometimes. Tell the ticking time bomb in, in Yellowstone. I feel like it could be pretty devastating. Well, it's like how, you know, in, in like, you know, Westeros versus Essos, it's like Westeros has winter and Essos is like, it's great. It's really like balmy here. It's fine. Didn't, didn't, isn't there a, an apocryphal story of Hob and George Martin having brunch one day? <laughs> yes. Did they cut the planet in half and each one of them took a side? <laughs> <laughs> Valyria, we know where it was. It was in the Cursed Shores. Um, <laughs> uh, actually, I just remembered something. Uh, to go back to talking about the priests of Saw as like librarians. I think that there's obviously been a lot of um, editing, I guess, of what they they consider useful information because they say that they call the queens of, of the Elderling Cities harlot queens and say that they had kings, but then they, like, were taken over by, like, imposter slut queens or whatever and it's like they don't come from a they come from a really patriarchal society so they've clearly like rewritten that history to be like these queens who were legitimate rulers were actually harlots and actresses who wore too much makeup and led everyone astray (laughs) so 
there's definitely a, a a POV issue there. Yeah, but I was saying like you know if they if they they've decided to like take take what supports Jumelian culture and forget the rest. Right. Right. I'm sure that probably happened. And then all the hundreds of pages on like how you have to make art for monsters. They're like, we don't know about that. That's weird. <laughs> That's an aspect of Saw. Must be. <laughs> Give it to Selden. <laughs> He'll draw dragons on everything later. <laughs> um, I don't have anything else to say about it. Do we like the fact that one person in history is taking credit for like the whole look of Trahog? Feels like queen. Could've... I mean, I'm yeah. okay with it. I mean, she did have the ideas and draw the plans. Everybody else is just so, sitting around like a fucking fart on a log. So I feel like <laughs> yeah, only except, her sailor except, except her sailor hustler who was like, "Man, maybe if I build this tree platform for her." I liked his hustle. <laughs> that was for like sure. his courting gift. <laughs> he wasn't too aggressive. He's just like, "I'm gonna give you some honest feedback here, and then I'm gonna help you out." He was also very loyal. Yeah, because you know he went back for the kid. Yeah, yeah. he was he was a winner. Yeah, he saw he. He's, he he saw an opportunity and he and he took it. But he wasn't I, just a sailor. He'd had other jobs. Very clearly, right. yeah. <laughs> Jack of all trades. Yeah. This wasn't this wasn't you know because a regular sailor, you know, good for nothing. <laughs> well, maybe, a regular sailor, maybe you could have climbed the tree. Like, I know a man <laughs> climbed that tree, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> what I really wonder is if other people actually appreciated all of her hard work because I feel like we've seen so many female characters in the series of like well I guess more in like the live ship books of like women what do women do women just have babies and then she like busts out and does amazing shit and it's like do they really appreciate her for that or are they just like taking it for granted and being like yeah cool now we have a city well they she built the tree houses and everybody mocked it and right. then they and then they and used then they, it. They immediately moved in. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't have let those assholes up. They would have stayed on the fucking ground. I mean, I think we have to give natural some credit selection. To, like, the Weaver lady, too. the Weaver lady was definitely. Oh important. hell's yes, yes. Yeah. Well, it was a really actually. It was a really beautiful. Um, I thought example of community and like how if we if it like the i don't know right the rising tide lifts all boats kind of thing but it's like if we lift each other up and kind of pool our knowledge and our skill set and sort of you know synthesize everything with with each other's skills and suddenly we have like this amazing opportunity that really wouldn't have been there without that mutual cooperation um and i think that actually is like really important to to understand how the rainwild culture develops as it as into what we see in the live ship trader books because you know they very openly had like matriarchs and women who were making the decisions and leading even some of the most powerful families it was it was much more egalitarian in that way and it was much more like cooperative um and i think probably the the sort of trifecta of the women who you know were involved in creating the tree city to begin with was a big part of that it's like you want you want up here you're gonna live by our rules like kind of thing. i wonder if it played into yeah, the fact of like has a job i wonder if it at all played into the fact of like women having equal rights you know in being town we touch on that in the next story of like how women aren't just a man's wife you know right 
Well, I mean, the Rainwilds clearly has influence over Bingtown because of the trade, so I could see that being a sort of trickle-down effect. All right, so we have the the sort of origins of... (laughs) We have read the origins of the Rainwild cities and what become... what becomes a very integral economy that has a lot of far-reaching effects on all the stories that we've read so far. Um, next up is The Inheritance. It was written in 2000, but again published in 2011 in this particular uh, collection. Um, and The Inheritance is the tale of Cerise, a Bingtown trader's destitute granddaughter whose only inheritance from her grandmother is a ring with no setting, an old trader's robe, and a wizardwood cameo pendant that talks. She leaves her country existence and heads to the big city, where the pendant guides her towards a confrontation with the man who courted her grandmother as a young woman, who then stole her jewel from her ring, as well as her inheritance, and used the funds to set himself up as a Jamalian merchant. She reclaims her traitor status and her vote while shaming the man and his family publicly, which was very satisfying. It was satisfying, but like, hella harsh for the family members who were just like, I was born, and now you just yeah, crumbled my future. <laughs> it's like, oh, those two marriages that you're definitely, like, trying to get, like, wet signature on? Done. Yeah. They're like, well, what the fuck did I do? I just got born. Yeah, I, I, I did have that thought that it was a little bit unfair that it totally ruined the daughter's prospects, too. But then I kind of thought about it, and I was like, you know what? It is Bingtown. If they're worth a shit, then they're going to like learn some skills and be enterprising and make themselves worthy of a trader's son if that's what they want. I agree with that. You know. They can always marry off to the Rainwilds people. They'll oh, take yeah. anyone. Yeah. <laughs> All the wealth you want. Would you like to have some chin danglies? Well, marry into the, into the Rainwilds. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps that are growing out of your leg. <laughs> There was a serious reason why this particular story was the title for the entire group of stories, despite the fact that it was, like, maybe 5% of the whole book. Right. <laughs> it's It was, was a delight to read. It was very good. <laughs> um, do you think it's weird now that we've met two talking cameos and neither of them have any names? I mean, we don't know it doesn't have a name. We just weren't told if it had a name. Could have had a name like Bolt, so maybe we didn't want to hear it. <laughs> Zing. Last name, Kenneth's Charm. <laughs> I mean, why would it be named, though? It's it's a wooden charm. It's everyone. Yeah, I don't know. Because why are all these charms super bitter though? Is <laughs> because they're just hanging little bits of wood that can talk. They don't even have thumbs. They they <laughs> they have to manipulate everyone into doing things, and it takes forever. I'd be bitter too. Imagine the personality <laughs> of a dragon with no power. <laughs> <laughs> just Eeyore. You're just a little brooch. You're just a little brooch. What can you tell? And then, like, her grandmother, like, definitely picked up her talking brooch and stuck it in a box for, like, 30 years. That's rude. That is so rude. rude. I can't believe that she would treat it like that. She was a little delusional, so. 
Well, she was tired of being told she was being dumb, so I guess. Fuck you, I'm not dumb. Turn that off. Here's your option. Stop acting dumb or, like, put the brooch away. Well, you know, yeah. like, those are your two choices there. What did she choose? She went the dumb way. Yeah. I was tired of being wrong and I buried my calculator. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I had to do math on an Excel spreadsheet today for work and I legit had to Google how to do the math that I was trying to accomplish. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> I did an incognito tab to make myself feel better. <laughs> Y'all are all learning the, the, the vital um, accounting skills necessary to uh, to thrive in Bingtown. Well done, yeah. ladies. Yeah, yeah. Talk shit. <laughs> always vote. And do math. <laughs> yeah. And all you need. yell at people in the street always. Don't take it behind closed doors. <laughs> Public. Public confrontation. I'm, I'm the made way to for go. Bingtown. I am a traitor. <laughs> 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 we are traitors' daughters. Fuck you. We would thrive in this environment. And also, a saffron robe would 100% be my color. <laughs> and, and an emerald would look really nice on, um, with your coloring, too, yeah. Ash. So, oh, yeah. man. Just really set me off. Oh, look at that. I'm moving to Bangtown. <laughs> Bangtown. <laughs> Bangtown. 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 I don't know where I'd live in this world. I would prefer to I live probably in the mountain have to kingdom, go and like... but I would fucking bust some balls in Bingtown. <laughs> I'd probably have to go live in Pharaoh. <laughs> I'd have to be a Pharaoh noble. Just gonna sit on the cliffs of Others Island and stare at the sea. <laughs> <laughs> because you're turning into another, or... <laughs> you just like yeah. <laughs> no, I am. I am. I'll live in a cave and be their oracle. That's Rachel, is that what's happening? Since I lost she who remembers. Elena, say that again. I'll live in their cave and be their oracle now that they lost she who remembers. Yeah. I can say apocryphal cryptic shit all the I time. I like, like that. It's fine. <laughs> when I couldn't feel my arms for 12 hours... It was like being an other because it was like I had no bones in my arm. Yeah, and when you wear like double uh, ring pillows around your neck, that's very otherish. Yes. <laughs> or maybe vaguely serpentish. Look at my frill. You just <laughs> look at my frill. <laughs> Unhinge your jaw There's to my eat dinner. Sacks. <laughs> oh no! I have to quit the podcast. <laughs> horrible did you buy a tangle pride shirt because i do have a tangle pride shirt. i do um so cerise and her grandmother i mean so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and co-sign with eli on on this story being a delight i think the word i i I used was like that story was so righteous um because it just the whole sunlight's the best disinfectant it just it felt good for like all of that shit to just be said and now she can go live her life and she doesn't have to be ashamed and in fear and like downtrodden and with this whole belief system about how like the world's just gonna fuck you over and you know there's never any opportunity you can't get anything better blah 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 it was, it was great this is a story where unlike the first one where you know Carillion got better with every you know page 
her grandmother got worse uh-huh. <laughs> every page. Yes. I was like, oh no, she screwed up even more. Yeah, How could she I like that though as a worse? theme. Because it means that, you know, you're not always beholden to the poor choices of the people who put you in that situation, like your parents or your grandparents mm-hmm. or, you know, your family or whatever. It's like you can break those patterns mm-hmm. and you can yes. make choices for yourself and and fix those. I don't know yes. if she's fixed them. I guess it ends in a more of an ambiguous way. But Well, it sounds like she's on it sounds way. like she went from being a poor person with no influence to a poor person on Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, as long as she keeps listening to her pendant fate, you know, thing, then she seems like she'll be doing well. Right, yeah, and well, if she, it pisses she, her off, she can just put it in a box. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, she—I mean, she definitely was talking about how, like, like, like Cerise was talking about how when she looked back at the choices she had made, you know, just a few months before, like, well, why did I let those bitches just take my grandmother's stuff? That was my grandmother's stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, and why didn't I protest getting like groped in the middle of the night? Why was it like the uh, dependent telling him that very like you know thank god right. for that pendant because oh, right. i was like oh, i was like, yeah, I was like really oh no god damn what shit yeah 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 i i i did appre- i definitely appreciated that because definitely didn't want to go there again but you know it, it's also be- coming off of the prior story where you had women who had kind of overcome the restrictions put on them by society to like achieve a lot of great things including their own survival it's like this is again a theme where yeah. you have someone being told you're secondary and then she realizes that she can do whatever she wants and all she needs is an example she just needed yes. somebody to rally mm-hmm. in her corner and i think you know that's something yeah. to notice in everyday life of like even in volunteering or doing like reading with kids for your lunch buddies at school like sometimes people just need somebody in their corner to encourage them and that's what yeah. her pendant was for so her. So Carillion had had magical voices of dead people, and, and a hot sailor boyfriend. Cerise has a a talking pendant. That's, that's good. And 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 and, and, a, and a and a old lady who like appreciates her uh, her moxie. Yeah, I liked that. I liked the fact that she had a job where the person who she worked for didn't necessarily take terrible advantage of her. I thought it was yeah. absolute shit that she only got a day off once every 40 days. Two half days every 40 <laughs> days? I'm like, what? <laughs> that's not okay. I think that's what probably the... improved since this story. Hopefully. Hopefully. Did Especially, she like, how is she supposed to be on the council if she's only getting two half days every forty days? Like, well, you know, and now, now she, you're right, Eli. Now she's on on the council or Congress or whatever, and she can introduce laws <laughs> that help people because she's lived like them. Labor laws, labor laws, and think town. She is OSHA. You're like two half days every five days. <laughs> Right, so that people can like have lives and get married and do their own grocery shopping. Right, forty days. Um, but she still got a high holiday off. It was still like okay, but today is the day. Like today is like <laughs> where all the shit happens, and I will be taking today off. Thanks. I love it much. when the lady's like, "Put on some lipstick, get your eyes popping," and she's like, "Okay, I will." Is it like? Are these half days days that you like can't take consecutively? Like, does it have stupid rules like my personal days at work? <laughs> they do like, not roll you over. Can't take it in conjunction with a holiday. You cannot take them together. Like, you have to take them separately. Probably yeah. <laughs> cannot be any closer than fourteen days. Yeah, 
So she, so now she has a vote and a job, and by virtue of the fact that she has good, she has a vote, people will want to marry her, which may bring her wealth. Well, and also, like, these little old biddies were all the friends of her grandmother, and certainly when they, right. when they hear the stories, and I'm like, oh shit, that's her, that they'll mm-hmm. all rally and help her out as well. Yeah, because she's, oh, like, sure. doing what they wanted her grandmother to do. To do. Yeah. 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 Did Howarth only have daughters, or could she have married a son and been like, I'm getting my money back? I thought about that, but then I was like, mm, but he doesn't deserve that kind of, like, save. No. Yeah, no. Well, she can have him killed. He got, yeah. like, three quarters of a life based on her his her stolen wealth. Yeah, exactly. Ship him off to the rainwater. I don't give a shit what happens to him. <laughs> Well, you know, maybe the rest of the, maybe the women in the family will, like, rise up and murder him. And then it's like, well, actually, you know, traitor sons, you're you're just dealing with the women folk now. You're not dealing with the, the, the coward and the traitor. We were all, you know, basically victims of him, too. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, the only, like, when I was reading it, I thought, well, this would never happen in real life now because, you know, all rich people have only plundered their wealth from, from other people. And confronting them on it does nothing. But it's really nice to know in this world that if you point at someone in the street and say, you stole my grandmother's money and used it for yourself, everyone goes, le shock, le horror. <laughs> How dare. Right. 2008 would have been a little bit and different. they believe her. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Um, so it also seems like she came from a family who didn't have a... a a live ship. They, they must have done other stuff in Bingtown because it wasn't every family mm-hmm. in Bingtown that had a live ship, but they still had enough wealth to have these little pendants made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only the only nod I got to the live ships was the uh, the pendant saying, "Oh, you know exactly what I am. Don't be coy." Mm-hmm. But like they didn't they didn't talk about live ships at all. She didn't have like a birth control wizard with charm either. <laughs> she wasn't a whore. She was a good. She was a good traitor's daughter. Well, cause she lived with yeah, her like she wasn't getting much action because she lived with she was her grandmother's caretaker. <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess her grandfather can go with Howarth and Jathan and just be part of the territory. Well, they, they seem to just be kind of well-off, you know, country people, but not necessarily as influential as a trader in Bangtown. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be in for a rude awakening. <laughs> she sends them stationary, you know, on a bird that she owns, <laughs> yeah. like, hello. Just has a middle finger embossed <laughs> on it. Yeah. It's like, cordially <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Give me my necklaces back, or I will send someone to take them off your. <laughs> now I want my own necks. stationery with the middle finger embossed on it. <laughs> She'll train the bird to like peck their eyes out and steal their jewelry. Yeah, I have these really great thank you cards that I don't get to use too often, but it's a card that just has a cat um, with a dead mouse on the front of it. <laughs> you know when cats murder little animals and bring them to you for thanks. Yeah, I brought you tribute, yeah. human. 
poor pathetic human who cannot like hunt for yourself. Like when Fennel brought Fitz a rat after the sex. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Congratulations, you got some. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> you must recoup your manly energies. Yeah, so the uh, the character of the grandmother was um, was very sad, um, because like it because it was like so clearly you know really like it, like there was some I don't know to me it was really clear that there was some sort of trauma underlying her like unshakable attachment to that to that guy. And unfortunately, I think that's just like a, a trap that happens to a lot of people where like when you get your um, like basically your attachment me- mechanism triggered, you can really latch on to the wrong person. And like it doesn't matter, like even if you see them being horrible and it is just one of the most frustrating things to like watch someone go through that because it's like you even if they can recognize that it's wrong, there's like all this weird like you know, neurochemistry and physiological and, you know, psychological stuff happening that they cannot, like, fight against it. And it just made me so sad for the grandma that even when, like, that what she, that, in, that, that she just gave up. And then she was like, life is just shitty and horrible and, like, limited. There's there's no possibilities. There's no other men out there. There's, like, you know, that was that was where she went after. Yeah, and um, she just, she went to ending. an abusive person and then it's, like, yeah. kind of the same situation she was in before, just a different form of abuse. Yes, exactly. I can't remember. Did her when she so her mother made sure she had an inheritance, and that and that was kind of like what she sort of frittered away by giving to him. But her mother had died, right? Yes. Yeah. So she didn't have anyone in her life to like give her love or right. companionship or support. So she was just kind of like alone, and all she had to offer seemingly this guy was her money so i can see how she would you know fall into that trap i mean it's really sad yeah i and i i I don't know whether it made it more sad or less sad that like i could you know see the psychological mechanisms at play and i'm like yeah i've seen people do that you know um i mean it made it interesting it made it realistic you know, yeah, as, I think. As, I mean, Hobbes' characters are always so, yeah, frighteningly realistic. You know, it's like they're half dragon, or they can do magic, or they talk to wolves, or like whatever. But like, they're still, they're always people that you know, <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. or or yourself, or you know, like they're they just seem like real people thrust into really fantastic situations. But they always act in ways that seem real. Right. They, you never get to that point where you're like, why did they do that? Or like the too stupid to live kind of like, you know, heroes. Well, maybe Fitz is arguable, but <laughs> 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 but you know, like they, they react. Like, do you do you think that if she had just lived on her own instead of um, joining this relationship with someone she didn't like, she would have eventually gotten over this guy, or? Do you think? Would she do you think she was just his... like kind of broken for him forever, no matter what? I, th- I think until she, um, until she had a 
relational healing, like a healing relationship, like she probably would have stayed broken. Mm -hmm. But the, the problem is that she didn't like that. She wasn't able to use the healing relationships that she already had in her life, which was her friendships. Um, like they, they weren't able to reach her on a deep enough level. So, you know, unless the, you know, unless, unless that sexy sailor, like, uh, you know, that just happened to happen to be the right guy and have the, the right sort of like instinct and be like, yeah, that's the one. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. You know, maybe she met Brash and Trell or something like who knows, but. Or yeah. just, well, or just like was like had... single long enough to realize she didn't need somebody to like fulfill her. Or right. Or like she used her money to like run her own little farm or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jack shows up. <laughs> but then, but then we, then Cerise doesn't show up <laughs> down the line after. So. That's okay. Ash has already claimed the traitor's robe because it's her color. So. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you for reading these two short stories with me. We have a few more coming up, but first we're going to start reading the Rainwild books, Yay. the Rainwild Chronicles, because there's four of them instead of the trilogy. So we they will be reading... Crumbled. That's four mm -hmm. whole books of people complaining about dragons. Get ready! I love dragons! <laughs> Give me more dragons. Island, I'm down with the dragons. I bet we get more dragon songs. Oh, you know it, girl. I've already started reading, so, you know. How many dragons are there? I don't care. It's so that many Peter Baelishes. Interesting. <laughs> Give it to me. How many who how many rereaders do we have for this series? Technically just a list. <laughs> oh shit, girl. What? You doing spoilers alone? <laughs> No, yeah. I'm going to cheat. I'm cheating. <laughs> I'm going to not read ahead, so I'm going to stay off the spoiler section. Yeah, I've got a couple weeks till you know, a finish change. a book and okay. graduate. And then immediately reread it? Yeah. <laughs> no, just keep reading. Just keep pushing. Where... Just keep pushing and pretending. So, of all of the trilogies in this chronicle... Where, uh, how high on the list of favesies do you put this next, their, these next four books, Alyssa? Number one. Oh, really? I'm pumped. Yeah. Look, I like. I hope we don't ruin it for you like we did before. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I like because the Life Ship books. It's like, I don't know what it is with, well, what I think it is with these is, I was talking about this with Eli, but when I read these, it was my first interaction with Robin Hobb. Like, I had no idea how she wrote people, and I'm afraid that it's going to, like, hit a different chord now, because I've, like, experienced her, like, writing so many times, and when I was reading this for the first time in, like, 2014, I felt like these characters were my friends, that she was writing them so good, like you were saying, and, like... I don't know. I'm afraid it's going to be Have different. Have you not read it since then? No, I haven't. Mm. Oh. Oh, I don't really usually reread things. Well, you so. could just not I'm not a rereader. I do not reread just... stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what if I just left right now? <laughs> <laughs> and came back at the end and were like, those books were great. 
<laughs> we really liked them. I'll we just listen here. to you every week. <laughs> I think that we are, judging from what I've read so far, I think we are in for it. But I think it'll be entertaining for sure. I don't know what to I'm do curious with that about these gay characters I've been promised. <laughs> I, look, I, mean, I liked, I really loved the live ship books. I thought they were very, very good. Um, so I'm excited to read them. I get, like, I've said this multiple times before, but like, I get a little. I love the fool, and I love to think that Fitz and the fool are just having their gay love affair together somewhere out there underneath the pale moonlight. But at the end of the day, I don't know. I just feel like the life ship books were better for me. I think that it's helpful that these books are like contained in a way and like not, I'm not going to say not as painful. I'm going to say finished. Not finished. <laughs> Completed. More complete. And so it is therefore a little bit more satisfying. It's like a break. Who doesn't like pirates? Come on. Right. And and jungles. <laughs> Adventure. And mud. Adventure. And dragons. When, well, they're out of the jungles, aren't and, they? Aren't they like dragons? in magical cities? Regurgitation. Now? And slime, Yeah. <laughs> the, the only the only part of the uh, the live ship books that I that I don't want to revisit is all the rapiness. Oh, and for I kind sure. Of feel like, I, I feel like she made her point with that with that yeah. trilogy. And yes, how much of that do we have in? Yeah, in is there the a rape in these chronicles? chronicles? <laughs> how much? Why? <laughs> Just not as much. There's not as much. It's like in these books, you kind of gets over it in the beginning and then it's like smooth sailing if you will what is it about boats and rape like why why are they so linked i don't know all right well that's a good heads up can't wait it's gonna be great we'll get through it it's also just we do learn you do learn a lot more about dragons which has been very interesting that's the information you need way better than like Tintaglia and Ice Fire interludes. <laughs> so Elena doesn't have that information. Oh. That's true. Uh-oh. <laughs> so there are these dra- there's now another dragon and they love to have sky sex all over the place. Just imagine it and I think you've <laughs> like got offensive it. Offensive amounts a, of sky sex. Just like think about it for three seconds and I think you got it. Okay, done. (laughs) He was in a glacier, and now he's not in a glacier. He smells like a snake. Now they all smell like snakes. Yeah, they all. He smells like an old snake. (laughs) He's got tattered wings, but she. He smells like if you've had a cast on your arm for three months, and then you get it taken (laughs) off. They keep saying garter snakes, and I feel like not most people don't know what garter snakes smell like. Eli, are you going in your backyard and sniffing garter snakes? I'll go. I'm going to go find all the snakes in my yard and just start sniffing them. They're going to be like, ma'am, I need you to step back. I have recalled moments in my childhood when I saw garter snakes and a black snake, and uh, I don't remember. You were oppressed by their reptilian smell. I do not recall their smell. (laughs) 
you didn't get close enough. If you need to experience the reptilian smell, just go to a reptile house at a zoo. Yeah. Yeah. We have a few here in the low country. They're great. I love them. And also, you can stop on your way out of Realm of the Elderlings land and pick up (laughs) one of your favorite dragony smells that we bottle. They're only $45 a bottle. Garter Snake is the most popular. It's called Serpentine like... by Gucci. It's fat. <laughs> so say, do we have like little car air fresheners that are in the shape of a serpent? Yes. Like, give off that reptilian. Absolutely. Get, your, get the color that you like. Yeah. So that way, if you hot box in your car, it helps mask the smell if you get pulled over. <laughs> yeah. Do you does does it have eyes that hypnotize any like cops that try to do? Those are actually little things that you can affix to your headlights, so the people who are illegal in their rearview mirror states. are like, "Whoa, those swirly eyes!" Like, you will only give her a warning. You will only. Give her I only stopped you to tell you how blue your car is. It's so beautiful. <laughs> I wrote a poem about it. Let me read it to you. You guys, if we don't become billionaires and make this fucking park, I'm going to be bummed. <laughs> we lost it right now. <laughs> She's missed a lot of our, our Roteland discussion. Yeah, I guess she has. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Look, it's become very fleshed out. There's like different zones. We've got park ticketing structures massive. now. It's going to be so good. God. Talking to I Dolly just... Parton, gonna figure out how she put together it. a supercut of all of the. We ro- should see if we could get a consult with Dolly. She could probably help yeah. us out. That would that that by the way would it would be a, a feat of editing, but that would be a very cool episode. <laughs> like if then you have a business well, a, pitch all laid out. A supercut of all the the Roteland discussions. Yeah. Oh, a supercut. That's the problem. Yeah, like, is that's that what I'd... we send to potential investors, <laughs> right? right? Like after, after, after the whole podcast is done, and and you're just like, okay, how do we how do we then start like you know slicing and dicing this content to keep some new episodes going? That can be one of them. Yeah. Like just and you know for our investor presentation, we'll just ask people to just forget about the fact that we're you know three quarters drunk when we came up with these ideas because that doesn't make them any less solid. Yeah, that really doesn't invalidate the ideas. Like, that, no, that. I mean the people in the park will also be three quarters drunk. So it's required. We're, just, we're yeah, we're just. I mean, them. they'll have uh, you know apricot brandy on tap at all times. Yeah, so. I think about apricot brandy like a lot <laughs> because I can't find any, and I keep. I would like to have some brandy, like regular kind of whatever brandy that I use for sangria over the summer, but like I want apricot brandy so badly i can't tell like, you the last time i had brandy like the v-sop maybe like, like 10 like years ago down drinking brandy like nobody you normally it's just like a little add-in to like some other mix of yeah. things i mix it with me unless you're very tasty yeah or like I a hot toddy or like a you yeah. know spiced apple cider or something you just drop some brandy yeah. in. but i want it spiced apple cider <laughs> well at roteland we will have it know. Somehow. Come to Roteland if you want apricot brandy. Oh, well, we'll make our own apricot brandy business, and then we will distribute to our theme park. Oh, yeah. This is yeah, vertically integra- integrated <laughs> business that we're developing here. Yeah. We've I hope got Robin the home is okay with this yeah, from her wallpapers. She, she's still on the roof, Damn. so it's yeah. fine. She's still on the roof of the chicken house. Her chickens are going to eat stuck. her. It's fine. 
I told you I lost all faith in her when I realized her boat didn't have sails. <laughs> that was a nice boat, too. I'm like, okay, you, I dropped know. Some, you dropped some dough on that boat there, chica. So all the profits from the live ship books went to, uh, went to, went to the boat. All right. Well, I'm going to end us now. How dare you? Uh, re- reminder, next up is Dragon Keeper, which will drop on March 1st. This has been Buckkeep Radio. You can email us at buckkeepradio at gmail and let us know if we can read your email on air maybe and I will try my best. I'm Rachel. You can find me at Darth Rachel on Twitter and Darth underscore Rachel on Instagram. I'm Alyssa and I'm online at AlyssaMainer.com. I'm Jenny and you can find me at Faceless Freya on Instagram. I'm Eli and you can find me at Chewy Bread Cosplay on Instagram. I'm Ashley, and I'm on Instagram at Ladybird Parker. I'm not saying much. <laughs> I'm Elena. I'm at Moth Elena. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye, Bye guys. No oh spoilers. Are we actually. reading like spoiler emails? No. And spoiler Do we section? have spoiler no. talk? All right, well, good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was nice to do this. I missed you guys. Oh, I missed you I too. Oh my gosh, if you guys don't know, I shared this with Alyssa, but it's very important information and I hope it stays on the podcast because there's this squirrel on Instagram <laughs> named Thumbelina and she is so going cute. to improve your quality of life exponentially. It's true, she did. She's slightly morbidly obese, but she was a rescue squirrel and her parents sound like they're 55 year old New Jersey people, but really they're like very hot and beautiful, like maybe 30 year old people. But let me know, what's her name? <laughs> She's called like Little Thumb, Little underscore Thumbelina underscore girl. And it's pure squirrel <laughs> content. It's and it's so going to make you so happy. <laughs> I spent roughly five hours watching all of the backlog of video that they have this weekend. So you're welcome. This is a verified well, account. A verified account. <laughs> is Why is the squirrel verified? Because she's fucking she's official. fabulous. She's the Look cutest fucking thing. She eats spinach. She runs. She just she has a little tree house. I mean, she wears costumes. She does a little bit of everything. She's really and she loves massages. She's a Renaissance squirrel. She's fucking just the cutest animal on the planet. She's so fat. Her little roll. She's so fat. This is the fattest girl I've ever seen. And she is obsessed with avocados. That is like her number one thing in life is just like all avocados all the time, which is probably why she's so fucking fat because those things are not. You know. I like the New Year's look. There's also a calendar. If you feel like you need to see her all of the time in costume. I like that she's trying to eat the disco ball. Oh, yeah. She's incredible. She is a gift. So, just felt like I needed to share that with you guys. <laughs> wow. Here oh, she is eating toilet paper. Apple. <laughs>
Okay. Uh, talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. All right. Bye. <laughs>